Welcome on in, everybody, to another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. I'm your host, Gino Camilleri, and thank you for making the Locked On Podcast Network, and especially the Locked On Eagles podcast, your first listen of each and every day. And once again, it is Crossover Thursday, and it feels like deja vu because just a few short weeks ago, we had this exact same discussion with Locked On Giants host, Patricia Trena, where the Eagles fell at the hands of the Giants 13-7 to in a very ugly game in the Meadowlands this go-around. It is another game at home coming off of that Tuesday night victory against the Washington football team. And the big news is, will the Eagles have their head coach on the sidelines? Coach Nick Sirianni was placed in COVID-19 protocol, as well as Landon Dickerson, who is still in the protocol. LaRaven Clark is in the protocol. He just was placed on protocol, and so is Andre Dillard. He is still in COVID-19 protocol. Can this Eagles team do okay without their head coach in Nick Sirianni? I had mentioned it on yesterday's show that Nick Sirianni comes from this long line stemming all the way back to Doug Peterson in Kansas City when coach Andy Reid was allowing Doug Peterson to have the play calling duties which eventually would trickle down to Frank Reich teaching that to Nick Sariani who would then teach it to now offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles Shane Steichen who might be the play caller on Sunday if coach Dick Sariani cannot come back he's been doing all the meetings via Zoom he has been in the building virtually not physically, and doing everything that he can from afar to get this team on track and ready to go against the Giants, where this is another must-win. This team has been in playoff mode since the bye week, even since before the bye week when they had to get that win against the Jets, coming off of that bad loss against the Giants. Now you have to win another game against the Giants, especially after you looked very bad against them a couple weeks ago. Let's hope that the law of averages comes into play this go-around because the Philadelphia Eagles have to be in a position where they can pick up their third consecutive victory if they get one in this game against the Giants because it might come down to that final week against the Cowboys to get this team into the playoffs if they do need 10 wins if they get to nine wins it all starts with winning this game against the Giants and we will get into that discussion with our great friend Patricia Trena host of the Locked On Giants podcast and I recommend you go check out her show tomorrow she will be meeting with Mark Schofield who was on our show a couple weeks ago we didn't get into guessing who was going to be the quarterback and not just this year but the quarterback of the future in New York, Mark Schofield, will be much better suited to deal with that discussion. So I guarantee if you go check out that show, you will be informed from our great friend Mark Schofield. But we have a great show today here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. Coming back after the break, we will be meeting with our friend Patricia Trena, host of the Locked On Giants podcast. I'm Gino Camilleri, and once again, thank you for making the Locked On Eagles podcast your first listen each and every day and the Locked On Eagles podcast is brought to you by our great friends over at Stat Hero. Folks, if you want to play Stat Hero tonight, make sure you get this lineup in. This is the serious wide receiver challenge. It pays two to one and the bonus is paid after the contest. I'm running with T. Higgins, C.D. Lamb, and Keenan Allen. They are projected 50.9 points and Stat Hero is the best daily fantasy that you could play each and every day. I've played it all season as well as bet online where I bet straight bets. I bet this 
for Daily Fantasy. I use Stat Hero. And you can sign up right now for free at stathero.com slash lockdown and use the promo code lockdown for a 100% match on your deposit. That's stathero.com slash lockdown. Use the promo code lockdown for a 100% match on stathero.com slash lockdown. Promo code lockdown. Terms and conditions do apply. Welcome on in, everybody, to Crossover Thursday. Just a few days removed from the Eagles playing on Tuesday night football, we are once again joined by Patricia Trena, host of the Locked On Giants. Patricia, it seems like deja vu. These teams just met a couple weeks ago, but these teams, since that outing, have gone in completely different directions. The Eagles are fighting here towards a playoff spot. I know you've been uh, quite the critic of this football team on Twitter. I would love to hear your opinion of the team and the state of where they are here the last couple weeks since these two teams met in the Meadowlands. I can sum it up in one word, and I'm not quite sure how you would transcribe this, but I've been using this word a lot on my show, and that is... (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I mean, seriously. All right, I get it. The Giants have been banged up. Every team has injuries. The Giants now are without Daniel Jones. He went on IR. Mike Glennon has not been very good. You know, do they have the answer in Jake Fromm? We don't know. It looks like they could, um, but we don't know. The offense can't score worth a lick. Two out of their last three games, um, they failed to score a touchdown, which is just ridiculous. You are not going to win games in the NFL if you have to settle for field goals. And the offense has been the biggest problem, which is kind of ironic considering all the money they poured into that offense. And now here it is. They can't score worth a lick. And it's very uh, disheartening. It's very um, depressing. And Giant fans, you know, the Eagle fans might feel otherwise but when I say this, but Giant fans deserve better. Absolutely. I always say, and I know I've said this to you, when the NFC East is good, it's good for all the hosts on the show because we get more competitive football, we get better games, and not everybody is in the dumps during the Christmas season here. And you have a great present for your fans. Mark Schofield was on our show a couple weeks ago. He will be talking quarterbacks with you tomorrow, which I suggest all our fans go listen to that because we're not going to speculate who's going to start on Sunday. Go take it from an expert in Mark Schofield who knows his stuff on quarterbacks. I'll let that episode speak for itself. But let's go to the guys that the quarterbacks are throwing to. You mentioned that these wide receivers are getting paid the money. What is going on in that wide receiver unit? I know Kenny Galladay just is not worth what he's getting paid right now. And outside of that, they just aren't producing. And I want to throw this one statistic in there for you. And I I don't want to upset you, but it is just the reality of this unit in New York. Greg Ward, who caught another touchdown pass on his fourth catch of the season, he has three touchdown receptions. The Giants wide receivers have four touchdown all season on 165 catches. So Greg Ward has 75% of the touchdowns that the entire wide receiver core in New York has. What is that unit doing or not doing? I don't know. I wish I knew. I mean, part of it, <laughs> part of it is obviously, um, again, I look at the injury situation. Guys have been in and out of the lineup. You know, they just lost Sterling Shepard to a, to an Achilles injury. You know, best wishes to him. Good guy. I mean, I, one of the longest tenured giant. So you never want to see that, especially this late in the season. 
Kenny Galladay has been banged up. Kadarius Tony, their first round pick, hasn't been on the field in God knows how long. I don't know if he's going to play this week. My guess is right now he won't. And then you throw in the issue with the quarterback. You know, Mike Lennon, I mentioned, has not been very good. He's a guy who has been throwing off his back foot. And when he does hit the receivers, he doesn't get it in their catch radius. He makes them work for it. When you have to make the receiver work for the ball, guess what? The defense... The defensive back is going to catch up and he's going to make the tackle. It's a lot easier. So guys are also having trouble separating. Part of that, I think, is the scheme. Um, just the offense is a mess. You know, the offensive line is not holding its blocks. So you've got guys, the quarterbacks are, are cheating, you know, on their dropbacks. So instead of taking five step drop back, they're taking maybe three and a half and then boom, they're getting the ball out. And it looks like they're getting it out early. So it's just an absolute mess. And, you know, I don't think they can fix it this year. I mean, they've got to address that offensive line. I think we all can agree on that. We all know that. And they've got to get these guys healthy, get Daniel Jones back healthy, and just, you know, put together an offensive system where they can all thrive. Because right now it's a patchwork, and it's not working. Let's stick on that subject with how you would fix the offense. It is the holiday season. If you had three gifts – or three wishes for this offense moving into the offseason because you said you don't think they could fix it this year. What, in your opinion, would they need to really transform this offense moving into 2022? Offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Seriously. That's fair. Have, in Philadelphia, we just no continue th- to sign these guys. It's great to they have, have them. have no depth right now. You know, and this was my biggest problem. They went into the season saying, okay, you know what? We're going to play these young guys. Okay, fine. I get it. Eventually, they got to start somewhere. And then they had these veteran guys backing them up. All right? Now, most of these veteran guys, I kept saying, okay, hmm. Nate Solder's contract ends after this year. All right? They signed Jonathan Harrison at the time. Uh, now, he's, he's on IR, I believe. He was signed to a one-year deal. They signed Joe Looney, I believe, to a one-year deal. He retired. At, uh, Zach Fulton was, I think, to a one-year de- deal. He retired. And I'm sitting there saying, okay, they don't have anybody in the pipeline. What do they do if somebody gets hurt and they got to move guys up? Well, guess what happened? Guys got hurt. And now they had to plug in some of the veterans. Nate Solder has been the starter at right tackle just about all season. Where's the, where's the depth that you develop in the pipeline? And that, to me, is just an unforgivable oversight on the Giants' part. I I just don't understand it. That's what they did years ago when this whole streak of bad football started. They they decided, oh, we're just going to bleed as much as we can out of the current offensive line, which was that great offensive line they had from 2007 to 2010. They tried to bleed as much out of it, you know, going into 2011 and 2012 and so forth. And then finally it was like, oh, shoot, we don't have anybody – we better get some offensive linemen. And meanwhile, you had to, they had to learn on the fly. So that would be my biggest wish. Get three offensive linemen. I know they won't do three, but at least get two. And get this unit replenished because right now it is just the cupboard's bare. Do you think it could be under your current general manager, Dave Gettleman? Do you think he has that vision that he could carry out to change this offensive line around? Or do you believe the guy who got them to this position – might be better off not making this decision for 2022. I am of the opinion that Dave Gettleman retires after this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, I I do think, you know, listen, personally speaking, I like Dave. 
You know, I get along with Dave. We we always commit, as he say, he sees me and he, hey, kiddo, how you doing? You know, we're both cancer survivors. So we always talk about mm-hmm. our battle stories. And I like the man. I, I really do. But that said, I think he really messed up with this offensive line. You know, he came in with a lot of bluster. Oh, I'm going to fix the offensive line. I'm going to get you hog mollies, blah, blah, blah. He tried, you know, I'm not saying he sat on his hands and did nothing, but some of the decisions that were made, you sit there and you say, okay, you had a chance to take a Quentin Nelson and you took a Saquon Barkley. You had a chance to, you know, get get other guys, you know, Rayshon Slater this year. And, and what you, you you took, uh, you know, you waited and you got Kadarius Tony. So you sit there and you look at that and you say, okay, you haven't fixed it in four years. What makes me confident? What what makes you think that I'm going to believe you're going to get it right a fifth time? How many times do you need to fix this offensive line? So, I think that's a big issue, and that's going to do you know help lead to Dave you know calling it quits, if you will. Um, the injury situation, no, nobody can plan for that. Obviously, I mean that just happens. But um, yeah, this this. You know, the spending, the fact that they're going to be in cap hell next year, just so many things. And you just can't justify it. You can't defend the performance. You can't defend the record. And it's unfortunate because, you know, nobody comes in with the intention of destroying a franchise, but they're, they're no better than they were when he took over the, 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 uh, the reins, I think. This episode of the Locked On Eagles podcast and Crossover Thursday is brought to you by our friends over at On Location. Super Bowl 56 is less than 100 days away at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. And the only and the official hospitality partner of the NFL is On Location. It's the only place to get a -a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl experience where you can meet with some ex-NFL greats, have a five-star hotel in Los Angeles, and get a great dinner from Wolfgang Puck, one of the best cooks in the world. And if you want to take advantage of this experience today, make sure you go to onlocationexp xb 56 for more information, or you can search Super Bowl On Location. That's onlocationexp.com slash xsb56, or search Super Bowl On Location. This show is also brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is the best sports book in the world. I just put down a bet for plus 800 on Jalen Hurts to have at least two touchdowns and an Eagles win on that Tuesday night victory against Washington. And guess what? It hit. And it, it was because our friends at Bet Online have the newest and most invigorative platform that you could put your bets on player props, in game live props. You could bet. Before the game, during the game, and you could put in some futures to bet towards the future in the game. And if you want to get a 50% welcome bonus today, use that promo code LOCKEDON. They'll give you 50% of your money in additional bonus money to keep betting with. And you can bet on basketball, football, NHL, soccer, boxing, UFC, whatever you want to bet. You can do it at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Don't wait. Take advantage of Bet Online where the game starts. I look at Philadelphia, and the one thing that Howie Roseman, as much criticism as he does receive, has gotten right is the trenches. I know you're much higher on the defensive line right now. How have they done since that game? Because I think you were pretty bang on in your assessment that 
Ojolari, our guy, was going to affect that game, and he did. How have they been looking since that outing uh, against Philadelphia? They look like a bright spot. You know, Leonard Williams um, up front is dealing with a triceps injury, but my goodness, he was a he, – he played last week. I was shocked. I mean, we got the initial report from the NFL Network that it looked like it was going to be at least one week, possibly season-ending, and Leonard Williams is like, no way. I'm going out there and playing. So kudos to Leonard Williams for going out there and, and, and being there for his teammates. But Ojulari, love him. And I love this kid, Quincy Roche. I think those two, you know, we talk about good defenses and what they have to have. And I've, been, I've always said this because I go back and I look at the 2007 championship team and the 2011. You've got to have at least three solid pass rushers. If you do not have that, you probably will not have a decent defense. The Giants, I think, you know, based on what we've seen so far, Ojolari can definitely be one. I think Roche has the potential to develop into the other one. And uh, this kid, Ellerson Smith, the jury's still out on him because he's got a small sample size. But I'm encouraged by what I've seen so far. And, um, you know, maybe they add another one in the draft next year. I don't know. But uh, it looks like they got that one right. I think the NFC East, you could put our edge rushers up against any division currently, and they would be right there at the top here in Philadelphia with Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett as well. Dallas is playing through the moon, and Washington has Chase Young, who is on the IR currently, but Montez Sweat as well. A very deep position unit there. And finally, the last question I'll ask you, the unit that terrified Jalen Hurts last game, do you think they can have a repeat performance? And I know they were a little banged up in terms of their health. Had they gotten healthier here moving into this game? You're talking the defensive backs, right? Yes, yes. Here's the thing with the defensive backs. Uh, COVID hit them pretty hard. Mm. So um, Adoree Jackson, um, who was already dealing with a, with an injury, still on the COVID list as far as I know. Um, whether he comes off it this week, I don't know. But uh, he did test positive. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, who else was on the COVID list? Keon Crossan, who's a, who's a mm. special teamer, defensive back, he just tested positive. So he's going to probably miss the game. Um, they also had a couple of other guys. The names are escaping me. But uh, what they had to do is they had to put Jaron Williams last week at that opposite cornerback, that cornerback spot opposite of James Bradbury, played pretty well, all things considering. Jaron Williams came out of the University of Albany, um, was a practice squad player, and he held his own. Uh, Julian Love also contributed there. He did okay. Um, but, yeah, the Giants, they've, they, like I said, they've got some, some issues in that defensive secondary. So can they terrorize uh, Jalen Hurts? I think – if the pass rush can get to him and, and knock him off his spot, then yes. Um, but uh, I'm concerned about the middle of the field. I'm concerned about the tight end, Goddard, who, you know, the Giants and tight ends, they just don't mix for some reason. And I think that's because the Giants don't have enough speed right now. You know, they did have it at the start of the season with Blake Martinez. Now I don't think they have the speed to necessarily keep up with the tight end. And there are far too many instances where I see the middle of the field wide open. And sure enough, it's the tight end, you know, doing the damage. So uh, that has me a little concerned. 
And I think just going against the Giants always has me concerned. But it is always great talking to you, Patricia. It's always great talking NFC East football. So that'll do it for us here on this Crossover Thursday edition, the final time we meet the New York Giants until next season, which I'm sure Patricia will have this exact same conversation twice again a year from now. But until then, Patricia, I wish you a happy holidays. And let us know where our fans can check out one Please go listen to Mark Schofield. Anytime that guy talks, you need to listen to him. He's a great friend of the show, a great individual. Where can they find that show and much more from you, Patricia? Yeah, so Mark will be on my Friday show. You can find that on YouTube. Just search for Locked on Giants on YouTube. Um, also, of course, on you know, if, if you want to listen to it on audio, it'll be on audio as well. Uh, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, every place you find the Locked On Eagles podcast. So yes, Mark will definitely be on the show. I've already spoken with him. We had a great conversation. It's always dropping knowledge. I feel like my football IQ goes up like fifty points every time I talk. Yeah, he him. is almost like the Plato of quarterback play. I feel he's yes, a great philosopher absolutely. of the game. For absolutely. Sure. So yeah, he will be on the show with me Friday great way i think to end you know the week with with such great knowledge and and plus mark's a really super guy so you know just so happy to to have to, to be able to call him a friend of mine mm-hmm. and uh, see what he's all the great things he's doing absolutely and you guys know where to find us the Locked On Eagles or Locked On Giants podcast. Find that on the Locked On Podcast Network. Any of the place where you get your podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, you know it by now. Catch Locked On Giants or Locked On Eagles on YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and like all of those shows so we can grow our audience here at the network. Until next time that we meet the Giants in 2022, Patricia, it's been great talking to you this season. Best of luck on Sunday. Happy holidays. And I have to end it. Fly, Eagles, fly. Happy New Year to you. And happy holidays to all the Eagle fans out there.